Hi, welcome to episode 2 of Mind, Mind Matters. On this podcast we're going to hear from a few authors and asking them how does how writing help them cope with their mental health issues. First couple are going to hear from Sasha Green. Now Sasha is going to speak to us about writing her, her first novel how is he coping with corona, uh, the coronavirus and also away from her work, how how she enjoys snowboarding. Okay, so Sasa, thanks for joining us. Um, I think the first question I wanted to ask you was what, what made you want to become a writer in the first place? Yeah, that's a quite a difficult question to answer, really, because um, I've been writing since I was a since I was a small kid. Actually, my mum encouraged us to write stories, and I've actually still got some some of the stories. And she she printed them all out and put them in a book. Um, and um, so I've actually still got some of the stories that I wrote when I was young about you know things like witches and talking houses and stuff. So, um, and as I got a bit older, I tried to write more grown-up stuff um but was never very never had very much confidence in it really so I gave it up in my 20s and and then um I think it was sometime sometime in my early 30s I was reading a book and it was really bad (laughs) like it was really badly Mm. written I I don't know if it was something I picked up from the library or something a friend had passed on to me or something and I was just like, oh, I bet I could do better than this. So, <laughs> so that was when I started writing. And now I write because I just really love it. You know, it's this sort of creative process of crafting, crafting words. Um, mm-hmm. And I started writing just for myself, you know, just for the pleasure of it. And then I showed um it to a couple of friends and they were like oh this is really good you could maybe try and get published and I was like really (laughs) you know (laughs) so um so that was when my my journey to publication and then it probably took another five or six years of writing and submitting things to publishers and stuff um and my first one my book came out uh my book something like happy was published in 2019 so yeah that was sort of the first step um you 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 mentioned about your your first book um being published back in 2019 but like what was it like to see that you put all that effort in and now that it's in the whole book so (laughs) so so how you how that you feel Oh, it's so exciting, you know, because before the book comes out, they send you things like the what the cover's going to look like. And, you know, so that was very exciting. But then actually when physical copies, and when I first saw a physical copy, publisher sent me some copies b- before it came out. And just to hold the book, I think especially because I've, I've always loved reading, you know, and I've, I've held so many other people's books in my hands, but to actually hold my own book in my hands was just really amazing you know Um, and to be able to put a copy of it on my bookshelf you know it's a very special feeling I think 
you, you mentioned the, the word kind of conscience a wee bit. But, uh, I, kind of like, I, I take it in a way that it, you, you weren't sure about writing at first. Um, and I don't know if that was to do with like, your conscience or whatever, but um, when you... When when the first book was published back in 2019, gives you that kind of boost of confidence to write more books. Yeah, I think I think writing something I I'll I'll always do because I enjoy it. But yeah, I mean to have someone else um, to have someone else tell you that your the work is good, and especially you know, for example. My editor at the publisher, um, she's a very lovely person, um, but she must see a lot of books. You know, they, you know that they they look through a lot of books and they see a lot of different books. And to have someone like that say, "Yes, this is really good. I really love it." You know, that's that's a massive. You know, when you know someone knows what they're talking about. You know, or even mm-hmm. or even a reader. You know, I write I write quite a lot about. Well, the book I wrote was about mental health, um, mm-hmm. and you know, to I had a reader write to me and say that, you know, who was suffering from depression, and say that they loved my book because it made them realise there were other people out there who were who were having the same feelings that they were, and to have that kind of feedback from people that you you know, you've given someone to something to someone else that's mm-hmm. who's struggling with something as massive as that. That's that's also an amazing feeling as well. So yeah, having having I know, you know, people say, oh, you should be confident in yourself and stuff, but but even if if that's the case, you're having this external validation from from people is always always really nice, you know. Um, uh- be very rewarding about um you know people giving you feedback about your, your book as well um so and i suppose that obviously i was going to say what what are the feedback been like but i i, I take it it's been kind of like positive feedback and people's been coming to you for kind of like some advice and and all that how to cope with their mental health um yeah I mean I'm I'm always quite careful not to give mental health advice you know I I refer people on to various I mean there's a lot of good organizations around Glasgow and you know uh, nationally as well that that provide a lot of good work for for people with mental health issues but I'm always very careful not to give advice because obviously I'm not a qualified professional in that kind of field you know, all I can do is really signpost people on to people who are more qualified than me. And that's something I'm really careful about. But I, I mean, I have to say, like, my road to comp- publication has not been all sort of happy, kind of wonderful stuff. You know, I, it, it took me quite a while to get published. You know, I submitted to quite a lot of publishers and got quite a lot of rejections and, you know, staying staying positive and focused on my dream throughout all that was was quite challenging at times you know at times I was like oh just give up (laughs) why do I do I bother (laughs) but yeah the positive feedback sort of carried me through that um yeah 
we spoke about your first book being uh, published in 2019. Um, but are you working on any, are you writing any more books at the moment? Yeah, I actually finished my second book last year during lockdown. So I'm trying to find a publisher for that at the moment. Um, with I don't know, no success at the moment, but you know, I'm hopeful. <laughs> so hopefully it won't be too long before the next one comes out. Um and yeah, I'm still writing, you know, um I'm on my third book at the moment. Almost almost finished with that, but still still trying to get through you know there's a point when you when I'm writing where I'm the the story's written but I'm trying to tighten things up and make sure that it all sits together as a story so I'm I guess I'm sort of at that point but but you know like I say I'll, ju I'll just keep writing um and eventually eventually I'll get published at some point yeah yeah yeah, you mentioned like lockdown and stuff, um, and I, I suppose that I can't really link to without asking yourself how you're coping with lockdown. So, how 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 have you been getting by, and how's your kind of mental health at the moment, and the the kind of well even of of lockdown you would say at the moment? Yeah, I think. I found, you know, what when it all started back in March, I switched, you know, my day job, I'm a programmer, um, so I switched to working from home, and I found the first two months really hard. I think, you know, it was very, I'm normally quite a sort of, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a huggy person, you know, I, I hug a lot mm. of people, and I do a lot of social activities in my spare time, and suddenly all that disappeared, and it was all sort of online kind of, you know, and while I, I mean, online's great if you've got nothing else, but it's just not, it's not a substitute. So yeah, I ended up feeling very isolated and it was a real struggle for me the first couple of months. And then I sort of sat down and was like, right, you know, you're a resourceful person. How are we going to get through this? You know, and I, and writing was one of the things that really came to the fore because I write fiction and I write quite uplifting fiction. So you know, it deals with difficult issues, but but in the end, it's got a ha it's always got a happy ending. So, being able to take myself away to these imaginary worlds where the pandemic wasn't happening was an amazing gift to have, really. And I think that actually was one of the things that sustained me during the lockdown because every time things got a bit too much, I could just take myself away to this imaginary world and create these these um interesting people i was very interested in what you were saying there about um because i was speaking to somebody i was actually interviewing somebody last week and like that's what they were saying that um because that they are they're kind of like struggling with kind of lockdown they found it easier to put like words down in paper or words down in, uh you know, our computer and scheg of it um, all kind of up in the head, basically, you, you know, and um, they, they find it more easier, as it were, to write, to write how they're feeling down on um, bits of paper and stuff like that. And I take, I take it that was the same, like, like you as well, yeah? 
Yeah, I think I had a bit of a mixed, you know, there were some days when things were so bad, I just couldn't write at all, you know. And But I mean, that was when I retreated to books, you know, books written by other people, because they're much easier to read. It takes much less effort to read words than to create them, really. But yeah, a lot of the time, sort of when things were in the middle, then, yeah, it it, it did really help to have that have that um I don't know if I found it easier but I mean definitely just having all the time you know all this extra time that I would normally spend on seeing people you know just gave me so much extra time to to actually write which was which was in some ways really nice you know I mean it's sort of every cloud has a silver lining really the expression but but um but yeah so that was a great help away from your kind of like writing side um i know that um one of the we were t- talking before you know that we started the interview and i was saying about snow snowboarding and you were like ah, yeah i love to i love <laughs> to speak about snowboarding so um yeah so what 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 made you you know want to go into snowboarding and also, I suppose that um, when when we come out of the, when we come out of lockdown, not that not that there'll be any snow about, but I take it like snowboarding helps you in a way that you know just could get away from it all and just could kind of like pag in the front, but chill out for a wee while. Yeah, and it's been one of the worst things this winter that I just couldn't get away to the mountains. Um, you know, because being outside, I mean, snowboarding is great for winter, you know, to being outside in the winter because you don't get too cold because you're moving around. Um, but yeah, I started snowboarding when I was about 20 uh, because it was more cool than skiing <laughs> to a 20 year old, you know. And um then yeah I did it for about 10 years and then I got made redundant from my job and I was looking for things to do and I qualified as an instructor uh worked a season out in Slovakia which was great came back home and was like oh I've got to start got to carry on um snowboarding but I was I was not working at that time I was unemployed so I had no money to go to the snow dome in Glasgow but I found out there's a there's a charity called Disability Snow Sports UK, which uh, assists disabled people um, to ski and snowboard, and you can you can volunteer with them. So I started volunteering with them. Uh, we're volunteering for about five years, and then they said, "Oh well, we've got a bit of money. Would you like us to pay for your instructor course?" So I did this. Uh, instructor course called adaptive they call it adaptive snowboarding and qualified you know they teach you how to do both mental and physical challenges so people with autism um amputees you know they cover the whole the whole scale of of different things and um and yeah then since so since then i've been teaching for them as an instructor just on my my off days when i'm not doing my work um yeah and love it you know it's great I love to mm-hmm. I love teaching you know I love seeing people get something um especially sometimes you know people will come and people keep telling them that they, they can't do this or they can't do that or mm-hmm. 
you know, and actually seeing the joy on people's faces when you, when they actually get, get something, it's, it's really amazing. I suppose that going back to your writing and I suppose it ties into kind of like snowboarding as well a wee bit about what, what would you, if people's listening to this and wants to start writing a book, but they're not actually quite sure, what like advice would you give to people? And I suppose it's the same kind of question about if, if people's listening to this and wants to get into snowboarding, well, what would your advice be to them as well? Yeah, I think it's probably the same for, you know, like I think with writing, you've just got to start, um, you know, and the best way to get better at writing is by writing, which kind of goes for snowboarding as well. You know, if you, they're, they're pretty much the same. If you if you want to learn how to snowboard, you've got to get out there and get on a snowboard and take some lessons. Um, if you want to write, you know either you can start trying to write or you can take some lessons in writing you know it's up to you which way you want to go about it uh I would recommend both you know starting off with your writing and but I would just say if you really believe in yourself you know if if you read books and you know what a good story is then you're perfectly capable of writing a story yourself you know um I think everyone's got a story inside them. They just have to find the right one. Thanks to uh, Sasha for giving up her time and speaking to us on the podcast. Next up, we're going to hear from Angela McClemon. Now, we spoke to Angela about being nominated uh, back in 2016 for a Health Champion Hero Award. And also we spoke to her about um, how she coping with the coronavirus and also how, how gets she like being a public speaker about mental health. So hi Angela, thanks for joining us on the podcast. I wanted to start the interview by saying that you, you've been writing. Um, why did you... What was one of the reasons why you, you wanted to get into writing for? Okay, I fell into writing by accident, if I'm honest. Um, it was actually during a hospital admission. Um, I had I had been approached by a nurse to take part in a creative writing group. And I and believe it or not, I refused because I didn't think I would be any good. So <laughs> I, I, I didn't take part in the writing group. But um, we had a conversation later that day and... I'd gone to bed that night with with all her words resonating round and round and round my head. And the conversation had gone along the lines of sometimes people people kind of they make they make out that you're playing the victim, right? And in mental health. And it's like something that don't ever say that to me because I will, you know, I am not a victim and and I, I was you know, was fu- innerly furious that she'd said this, but obviously outwardly I kept it together. But it meant I went to bed with this still going round and round and round in my head. So that night I I got a pen and paper out and I wrote about all the reasons I wasn't I, I wasn't a victim. Um, and it came out in a poem. And by the end of it, I was like, oh wow, I've, I feel a bit better. And it was like it's like what I'd wanted to say to her, you know. I had come out in this poem and that's that's really where my writing began so um for me it it began as a therapeutic 
process and then and then I realized that sometimes when I shared my writing with people that that they either related or or they were surprised which which meant there was an educational part in there you know and, and then then I realized that I wanted I wanted to take everything I'd ever kind of wanted to say and share with health professionals and be able to give it to them for them to see the impact that they have on on the lives of patients so yeah, uh, no, I was just going to say to you, as would you say now, looking back, that that woman can help you a wee bit at the beginning? Absolutely, and and she she knows that we're good friends now, and and she absolutely knows that um that, that you you made me angry that day, and thank you, you know, because she she inspired you know she inspired me to she made me angry enough to write, <laughs> um and but it's just ironic when you when you look at earlier on that day I'd refused to join in the writing group because I didn't mm. think it was any good and then six months later I published a book <laughs> it, yeah. was quite, it was ironic but yeah um, and it just sort of showed me that there's a way to get my thoughts and feelings out um, and and once I started writing the, the amount that came out I mean I, I thought wow no no wonder I I struggle like mentally sometimes if all that's in my head and with nowhere mm. to go you know it it was amazing to see what came out and um through through the pandemic i've been able to work on my second book of poetry so that that should be out before the end of the year so i'm like that's been good so right um basically when you're putting everything down on paper um it kind of helps you and, and it kind of like clears your mind in and that kind of way that you've got it down on paper and you you've got it kind of like out your head as it were yeah, it's it's like yeah, it's just like it gets out of my head. I get because otherwise as well, if I've got ideas for poems, I'm, I'm that worried that I'm gonna I'm gonna forget the idea that is constantly circulating you know, around around my brain. So once I've got it, once I've got it down on paper, it's it's done, and I'll go back to it in a couple of weeks' time and see like what I would change or what I would keep and. Yeah. What about, what about um, in, in terms of coin skins and, and all that? Because um, I know that I use coin skins quite a lot in my in my kind of day to day work. But does that really help your coin skins when you put things down on paper um, and you know stuff? In terms of does does the writing it the writing yeah, and, yeah. Do you, does the writing process help my confidence? Yeah. Um. I wouldn't. No, I've never considered that. Actually, I'll, I'll have to look out. I'll have to look out and see whether it does or not. <laughs> not, not that I'm aware. Not that I'm aware of. I just. I think it's more just about clearing my head of the thoughts and to. And if I get those thoughts out, then it makes it makes the running of the day much easier because I'll. Mm. I can be mindful and I can be in my and I can be in the day rather than. I can yeah I can be in the day rather than in my head. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, I wanted to ask as well, like going back to 2016, that you were nominated for to be a health uh, champion he hero, um, and obviously that, that, that must have helped your confidence in a, in, a, in a kind of big way. But how did you feel about like just being nominated? Uh, to this day, I'm still gobsmacked. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I'm still gobsmacked because if you could have seen the state of me in 2015, to to think that in one year so much had happened, and that um, and I can remember I had made the promise in 2015 that 
if, if I came back from, like, I was in a really dark place and it was like, if I come back from this, I'm coming back fighting with everything I've got. And and to, to then fast forward a year and realise I was up for an award like that was was pretty crazy. Like, and, and it sort of confirmed that I had kept my promise to myself. So, um, yeah, I'd, like anybody up for an award like that, they, they're going to say, I'm not anything special. You know, of course, you, you, don't th you don't think, but if, if somehow my story had inspired somebody else to, to nominate me, then wow. <laughs> I, mean, mm. I, I forget, I actually forget these things until like, you've, just told, you've just reminded me of them. <laughs> like, mm. I forgot that even happened because it just seemed so surreal. Yeah, well, well, yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask as well that, um, as well as kind of like writing books um, and being a, you know, health champion or hero, um, that I just reminded you of. It's like the hero word, we're not quite there yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, you're also a public speaker, so... Um, what what kind of things? I mean, just give us a wee insight into what kind of things that you speak about, and also um, after after you gave your um, uh, speeches, um, what's the feedback been like from your audience members? Okay, well, before before we went into lockdown, it was um, a variety of audiences. It could be peer peer to peer, so it could be peer support things, and that was more of a, a chance to sort of and encourage people to, to know that things can get better. Um, there was uh, an opportunity my, my own consultant psychiatrist gave me um, in, in my local hospital. She, she gave me 45 minutes to talk to, to, to mental health professionals. And that was quite a, that was quite a, I don't know how to describe that actually, because I was faced with, I was faced with mental health professionals who I've been in their care, not very successfully. <laughs> And suddenly I was in a position where they were having to listen to me. And it was mm. like, wow, this is, this is like, okay, we'll, we'll go with this. But, um, you know, we're all adults, we're all mature, we'll be respectful of us. Um, but that, that gave me a chance to share my poetry and share my experience and share, share a bit about how, how possibly they could have helped me more. You know, like what, what, what maybe what they did versus what would have helped, you know. Because it's all about, it's all about a learning curve. It's not about any bad feelings towards anybody or anything like that. It's just about if, if we can all learn. Um, and during lockdown, I've done a few Zoom, Zoom presentations where there's been mental health organisations that have invited me along and share it, just to share share a lot of my poetry. And it's been good because it's got, it's really, it's, although my poetry can be quite serious, we've ended up having quite 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 a lot of laughter, you know, and, and it's got them thinking about the, the, their own situations and and it's encouraged them to write. Mm, also, mm. I think there's pros and cons to, to come, kind of coming out of lockdown and going back to, to presenting in real life and definitely presenting on Zoom. But I was going to say to you, have you never had anyone along at your your kind of talks and when when the person here you, you're speaking, they, they're inspired by you in, in a kind of way and then they go away and start writing as well. Um, and yeah. How, yeah, I have had people. And what what's probably the biggest compliment for me is um, they've maybe they've maybe um, 
heard some of the poems and then bought bought the book and what they've done is because because something that I remember when I was in my darkest place I, I used to think if I could have just read something and you know because sometimes sometimes your, your own brain is too unwell to compute and and make sense of things but you could read something and think or listen to a song you know and think that that's how I feel you know um and I found out that um somebody had bought my book and had actually taken it along to her doctor and <laughs> with one of my poems the poem that mm -hmm. I'd read out at the seminar and she'd she'd, she'd said she you know, pinpointed that's how I feel and I was like wow like to think that I've, I've, you know you don't you don't imagine the impact you have once you've left that room but um I found out that it got back to me that she'd so that was that felt that felt good. It almost makes it makes it feel like it was all worth going through when when you hear these stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, we I'm doing this interview with Zoom. Um, as all all the, the interviews that I've got for the past year, because of COVID, everybody's working from home and, and all that kind of stuff. I guess one to I guess one to get asked you how how are you coping and how is your Kind of mental health coping with this pandemic at this time well um this is like i was saying earlier i feel like i have a bit of survivor's guilt for, for um the how i've coped with the pandemic because um i i do appreciate everybody's everybody's experiences as individual depending on the circumstances because if i had you know if i had kids in the house demanding my attention different story if i had a husband that would you know i needed to make his dinner different story there's just me and my dog. <laughs> it's like we're quite happy. I can mm. I, I log on to I log onto my laptop and choose whichever workshop I want to take part in, you know, and yeah, yeah, we've it's actually been really, really good because I have um I have quite a lot of social anxiety in real life and being able to to like communicate this way as it's taken it's like it's like this social anxiety just danced out the door. <laughs> You know, and, I, and I'm kind of dreading readapting, um, but but in terms of, I do feel bad because I, I feel, I hear a lot of people talk about all the isolation and things like that, but I feel like the isolation comes from a lot, maybe from being bored, and I just don't have the kind of brain that's ever bored. Mm. <laughs> so so I, I don't, I have been lucky enough not to feel, not to feel, although I'm on my own, I haven't felt isolated, I've, I've I just busy myself and if anything there aren't enough hours in the day for everything they want to do <laughs> mm -hmm. what, what what would you say if anybody gets listening to this and well, was thinking about writing a not a not a book but like a blog for a website or something about the mental health or or just anything in general would you like encourage people to to write Definitely, I would definitely encourage them because there's always somebody out there that can relate to to what you've written, um, and the way the way that I write, um, and it seems to be what people respond to the most is, I I convince myself when I'm writing whatever I'm writing, whether it's a blog or a poem or whatever, I convince myself that nobody's ever going to read this, right? But but because I convince myself of that, it means that it's it's raw and it's honest, because I think because mm. I've convinced myself this is for my eyes only, but um. And then in the end, I think, mm, well, but then what, what they'd have to do is to choose their audience. So depending on what they've written about, you know, obviously if somebody's written about conservation um, and squirrels and things like that, you know, they're, they're going to want to send it to an organization that's interested in that. But um, if they've 
written about something about mental health. There's lots of, I would just do a Google search on what kind of organizations are out there. And 90% of organizations are always really, really good at looking for, for input for, you know, people to contribute and to give them a, to give them a voice. So I would I, definitely, I mean, I only wrote my first blog in lockdown. I, I, I had put off, although I published the book, it was of poetry. I hadn't written the blog because I was, I was worried. I was worried I wouldn't be any good at it, <laughs> so I put it off and I put it off. And eventually, I thought, right, Angela, just just write this. And and again, nobody's nobody's ever going to read it. And then in the end, I, I sent it to the International Bipolar Foundation, and they published it. <laughs> so it was mm. like it was. And now now I do occasionally write write blogs and stuff. But it's just about finding out what what you're passionate about, really, because because. The reader can tell whether they're passionate about it or whether they're just writing for the sake of writing. And that's one thing I make sure I, I only write when I'm inspired. It's like, a, there is the odd occasion, somebody will give me a topic and I have to write about it, but they're never my best poems. You know, the, the best ones come from whatever you're passionate about. The audience will pick up on that. So I would de definitely encourage people to write. And I think people people that even think they can't write, you know, it's, ama it's amazing. If, if it means something to you, yeah, then, then get it out on paper and, and you never know where to come from it.